and amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Praise God. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. There's power in his name. Amen. I'm so thankful for the one who enters into our stories with us. Amen. I'm thankful that for the entire experience of our humanity, what kind of God would enter into our story becoming like us in every way? And then he weeps with us in our pain, even though he knows he has the solution and the power, that the remedy that we seek, but he still weeps with us. Aren't you glad for a God who weeps with us? We have one who can identify with all of our weaknesses. Aren't you thankful that God has empathy? He has emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental empathy. But how many know we don't just have one who empathizes with us. We have one who has power to address these issues and these concerns that we carry, that he can empathize with us. I'm thankful for empathy. How many have ever been blessed by someone who showed empathy, the ability to enter into your story with you and to feel what you feel? I want you to know that we serve a God that has feelings, who feels what you feel. He understands what you face. But he's also able to come upon you and energize you to conquer and to see that thing through, to stand up within it and to make it through on the other side. And, and so I'm just thankful, Jesus, that you are the God who empathizes and understands. I pray that revelation upon us this morning that you understand all of our weakness. You understand what we face. As the scriptures say, you're well acquainted with our grief and with our sorrow. That you are pierced for our transgressions and you were crushed for our iniquities and the punishment that brings us peace was upon you. And we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. I'm thankful, Lord. Jesus, that you know the crushing. You know the incalculable weight of bearing the sin of all humanity. I pray that truth upon our body today, that he's well acquainted, that he understands. Thank you that you're with us in the fight. You're with us in the fire. You're with us in the boat, in the storm. Just say that. He's with me. He's acquainted. He's acquainted. The writer of Hebrews says to consider him so that you don't lose heart. And when we consider that he is acquainted and that he's with us and he'll never leave us or forsake us, it releases supernatural energy into our inner man to keep going, to keep believing, to keep standing, and to be ready 
with eyes up, open and out to see the deliverance of the Lord at hand. And so, Father, I pray for the consider him muscle of our body, that it would be strengthened today, that you would consider him. And I, uh, I love it. One of my favorite authors is a guy called Gordon T. Smith, and he, he wrote a whole part of a chapter on that Greek word for consider, and it literally means to gaze upon, like lovingly gaze upon. And David, of course, had this revelation in Psalm chapter 27 when he was surrounded by armies that he knew in the arm of flesh he could not conquer. But look what David says in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. So who's the one who's gonna stumble and fall when we're attacked? They will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. Say that with me, I will remain confident. And that's the context for this great verse. This one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place my feet out of reach on a high rock And then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. And at his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. How many want to change the narrative? How many would say, if you would just take a humble assessment of the various trials you face, that you were more articulate to describe the adversity, the pain, the attacks of the enemy than to be fascinated with the beauty of the Lord. How many would say they've ever been guilty of that? I was better, it was easier for me to describe how hard, how difficult, how big the enemy, how strong and mighty those that were coming against me instead of in that place having the cry of David cemented in your heart, in that place of war, in that place of difficulty and adversity, One thing I'm asking for is to see more of his beauty in the temple. How many would say that there is a way to fight in the arm of flesh that does not equal how we fight as those who are in God's kingdom? So we consider him. We fight by looking and being taken up and the beauty and the power and the love of our King who fights for us. I love that passage in 2 Chronicles 20 that Jehoshaphat calls that great fast and all of Israel's there. They're surrounded by the, I believe it's the Moabites and 
They call the fast, they call the warriors, the worshipers, the praisers, and they're all standing there, even women and children, men, women, and children. And I love that prophetic promise that he gave the children of God when he said, you need only to stand still, the Lord will fight for you. And I just feel like that's what the Lord's doing this morning. The Lord will fight for you. How many believe that? The Lord will fight for me. You, dear children, 1 John 4, 4, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. How many believe that? How many forget that on occasion and need to be reminded of its truth? So I'm just, I promise you, I have six pages of a notes of a different message. I just want to pause here. I'm not being lazy. I, I really want the Holy Spirit. And he ministers through teaching. I get it. We teach so much. I love teaching. But I want you, Holy Spirit. You are the one that has to reveal to the one who feels like they're fighting alone. You have to show up beside them right now, God. You've got to show them. I just pray, Lord, that the revelation that you're with us and that you're not with us as a a spectator with arms crossed and legs folded and indifferent to what we're facing, but you're in it with us. You're not just with us because we're in your son, Jesus. You're for us. And if you're for us, who can be against us? The world can be stacked against us, but one in our corner is the promised victory that we long to participate in. So Lord, I pray that you would just minister in a profound, deep way to people in this room and those watching who need to know that you're with us. I thank you, Jesus, for your love this morning. Thank you for ministering to us and through us. How many just sense a faith rising in your heart that he really is with me? He really is fighting. He really is fighting. Let me just offer a couple verses to us, and then we'll pray, and um, then we'll have a great Valentine's Day. Who's got reservations later today for your sweetheart? Well, y'all, we're going to have an altar call for all of you dudes. And all you... I have to give a shout out. Um, no, nah, I won't give a shout out because I didn't ask for permission, but I should have asked for permission, darn it. It says this in God's word. Just let these words wash over. I promise you they're in there. First John chapter four. It says, um, uh, dear friends, let us love one another. 
For love comes from God. Whoever loves God has, has been born of God and knows God. But those who do not love do not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love for God, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is truly made complete in us. The beauty of the gospel is that the love of God is so powerful. Revealed through the sending and the suffering of the son. That his love literally raises us from our slumber and from our sin-induced coma. How many are thankful that the only reason we're able to love is because we were loved first? God demonstrated his own love for us, Romans 5, 8, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Very seldom will someone die for a righteous person. But the demonstration of the love of God was when we were still enemies, alienated from God's love as orphaned, rebellious children. And in that place, not when we had all of our stuff together, God demonstrated his love that knows no bounds or no measure. And I've had that passage memorized since I was a teenager. But I remember just recently on one of my prayer runs while I was quoting passages of Scripture, that verse 9 and 10 hit me. like It was, it was like a brand new version of verse 9 and 10. But it wasn't a brand new version. I memorized it when I was a teenager. That God showed his love among us through the sending of his son so that we could live through him. How many have ever tried to love when you were your own source? How long did it last until your reservoirs were depleted? Come on, every hand should be raised and every head bowed. (laughs) How many of you tried to love even someone you love with only your love as the reservoir? How would that go for you? But the secret is to stay hooked up to the source of love. How many know that the invisible God becomes visible when we love each other with the love that we were first loved by, first, with, first? I was overwhelmed by that promise of verse 12 that though no one has seen him, when we love each other with that cruciform, cross-shaped, sacrificial, self-emptying, others-oriented love. It's called agape love. (laughs) When we love each other like that, after being loved like that, the invisible God gets skin and bone on. 
in the reality of his body. How many know that love has a telos? Love has a goal. That when love that's shaped by our understanding of God love, the love that looks like 1 John 3.16, the only sinless perfect one becoming sin to demonstrate the love of the Father. This is how we know what love is. Say that with me. This is how we know what love is. 1 John 3.16, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And he goes on to say in verse 17, and we also ought to love one another. Come on, if anyone sees a brother or sister without need and has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? This is the verse that's in my kitchen. I hate looking at it because it always calls me to action. I hate it. I just want to love God and not deal with people, but the Lord's like, you can't do that. Even my own people, my own four children that bear my image and my wife, my one flesh. And it says, let us not love with words and tongue, but with actions and in truth. How many know love is always kinetic? It's got a body attached to it, an attitude, an action. It goes on to say this. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit, 1 John 4, 13. How many are thankful love is not a theory, it's a person? Come on, somebody. You can quote John 3, 16 all day, first, all the promises, but it's not until the Spirit of God breaks into the unregenerate, dead, bound in sin heart that that love is actualized. You want to know one of the main reasons we're a praying church? Because we know we are in over our head. We are crying out for the release of God's Spirit to revive, resuscitate, and resurrect dead hearts that are bound by sin. Come on, somebody, no track, no eloquent speaker, no decibel level, no type of song has the capacity to do that. It's the Spirit of God's agenda to awaken hearts to the love of God. That's one of the main reasons we're praying people, not because God doesn't know all of the promises, it's because we need to be reminded that it's not by might or by power or by how many are in our corner, when he is with us, empowering and energizing us by the Holy Spirit, nothing can stop the flow and the flood of his love. So we, we know that we live in him and he in us because he's given us of his spirit. The beauty about the Holy Spirit is you know in this room, if you're a child of God, the spirit bears witness with you. How many are thankful when you surrendered to the love of God and confess your sin and Jesus is Lord, the spirit of God comes and he quickens and he says, you're mine. You're alive. You're my son. You're my daughter. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. Aren't you thankful for the glory of the gospel? If you'll acknowledge, if you'll turn from yourself, from your sin, from your shame, and you'll acknowledge that Jesus is the sole sufficient Savior, that the Father has sent, guess what? You become prime real estate. God comes, John 14, 23, and he makes his home inside of you. Because he loves you. He doesn't love, he doesn't, how many, how many would, how many have ever felt the, the groan of the distance when you were away from the one you love? Come on, how many have ever felt that? The, the chasm, I just want to be close. Friends, he loves us so much, he has provided the remedy to close the gap of the chasm between us and him. 
Jesus comes all the way from his glorious throne so that you and I could become the very home of God. John 14, 23. And then I love this verse. And keep, we're just finishing 1 John 4 here. It says that uh, if anyone knows Jesus, Son of God, get him. And so I love this. This verse right here is the money verse. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Do you see that? And so we know, we've experienced it, we've encountered the gospel, we were brought from death to life when the the love of God was shed abroad in our hearts, our response was just take it all, cleanse it, you know, it's like, uh, like a surgery, just remove everything that hinders love, I give it to you, I open my heart, and I love John has this brilliant insight, and so we know and we rely on the love God, God has for us. How many know you can rely on the love God has for you? No, 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 you didn't, you didn't hear me. Neither height nor depth, angels or demons, life or death can ever stop the flow of the love that's coming from him toward you in particular as a son or daughter of God and towards a world that's still lost in sin. There is nothing on this side of glory that can stay or stop God's orientation towards his world and in particular towards his sons and daughters. And so we know and we rely on the love God has for us. I'm telling you, you're going to need that verse probably when you leave this building and go deal with people. How many know you can bank on it? You can rely on his love. I need to rely on his love all the time. I don't know about you. My love is like a trickle. His is like a river. I like that. Don't you like that? I'm almost done. And then we get this. One of, one of my favorite speakers said, these are the twin peaks of all of Scripture. The Bible says, God, expressly, I know the Bible says a lot of things about God's character, that he's holy, a billion attributes. But this phrase, God is, I think is used four times. God is light, God is spirit. And then God is love. Uh, I just studied it. There, when it literally says God is, but here it says it twice back to back. God is love. Aren't you thankful for that? We know who he is. God is. Do you have something? Oh, come on up. I'm almost done preaching, but come share a testimony. I'll, I'll take it. It's my friend Raphael. He is allowed to interrupt anytime he wants to. Amen. Well, I want to share a testimony from my sister. And her name is Andreina. She's from Venezuela, too. Um, she's serving the Lord in Mexico. We prayed for her two weeks ago uh, on Wednesday, two weeks ago. And she, she's always connected with us in all the service and altars pray. And this week, she received, she received uh, a lot because all the service was for her. And some of you know that uh, she has an, a special condition, medical special condition, because she has lupus. And, but she's well, she's serving the Lord in Mexico. Uh, but the last week, she went to the doctor, and all the tests 
was terrible result, but she feels very well, and she she's standing in a, in a God promise for her, and uh, the doctor uh, said that she need to take some special medicines, and the last week she looked for all these medicines in different uh, pharmacies, and she didn't found, and she called many pharmacies in different cities in Mexico, and she didn't found, and uh, she called us the last Sunday, and we connect with different friends around the world, Spain and Argentina, Peru, and nobody found the medicine. Oh my God. And we say, well, Lord, we are in your hands. And she decided to grow in Facebook uh, her testimony. And somebody that uh, received the message from uh, Ciudad de Mexico, Mexico City, and this, he, this guy said that the Lord wake up him at three in the morning only for read this message on Facebook and resolve that he was all the medicine that she need. It's on a very expensive medicine. We look for this medicine in Amazon each box, the price is around $1,000. And she needs two boxes in the mouth for six months. It's a lot of money. And she contacted her, he contacted her, and said, the Lord uh, knows your necessity and prepare all this for you three months ago. I don't know exactly what happened with him. The reason that he has these special medicines, but he, he had all the medicine for six months for my sister. And he sent all of, the, all of this uh, to my sister, totally free. And... We know that God is fight for us. She's serving the Lord in Mexico, and she told me, God loves me, and he's healing me, and he wants that I continue to serving, to, to serving him here. And she told me, please uh, share the testimony with all the church. And thanks for pray for her. And I want to encourage you to continue pray every Wednesday. Uh, we are here in altar nine, and God is answered. And uh, we know that God has answered for all of you, uh, like my sister. So we praise the Lord for for this as well.
Amen. Why don't you stand up on your feet? That's such a good testimony. How many know God's always got somebody? That's such a good testimony. Man. Wow. God is love. Just receive this as a benediction. Just open your heart to the word. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. And this way love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him, like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Father, I pray for perfect love. to fall in this place that drives away fear, insecurity, the sense of inadequacy that leads to despair. I pray for the perfect love of Jesus to just break in and break over the banks of our heart and our life until we all have to learn to swim in the river of agape love together. I thank you that these are such epic days as a church. I'm so happy, so thankful. I pray, I pray the love of God over every person represented here and over every family, over every friend group, over every um, just household. Lord, I pray for the inbreaking of the beautiful love of Jesus. And I pray that we would be a fearless people because we are so convinced that we're so loved and that our whole life is just learning to respond and reciprocate the love that you've loved us first with. We're just so grateful this morning for these testimonies, for these breakthroughs. So Lord, right now, just... Put your hand on your heart, as cheesy as it may feel, and just, I'll end with maybe the best prayer ever written. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.